0: Lob Talk Radio. To the frontier beyond your blog, talk, radio program. I'm Susan, Laris, and Dan, and I am very happy to welcome you to the new set of shows, live and spontaneous, for 2022. And today is January 29th, 2022. And yes, I took a little break after the 11th anniversary episode. I'm very delighted to see that many of you have been discovering that show and others in the archive. And yes, this show has been on the air for quite a long time before podcasting was really the thing, although it was already taking off some years ago. Today, I... As usual, well, generally, came up with the topic for this episode straight from my heart. But it isn't that I haven't been reflecting upon it, because I thought about it for quite a long time. What is it that can be said? What more? Can we be contributing to the equation? Those of us who are conscious, aware, and awake. What more can I do to add to the equation? What more can you do? And do you feel called? Do you feel called to expand your life even more to deepen your experience of what I called in my eleventh anniversary episode in November the Real The Real. I'd like to begin this program by calling you to deep in your heart Ask. I would like to embrace the real. What is real? Yes, this implies truth, though perceptions of the truth do vary within the midst of what is real. I come from a scientific background and in fact had a role in the development of technology that we see today even being involved early on in artificial intelligence in the 80s. Many of us had a role in that. And yet I find that I'm not happy with that, because it has not, even though we sit within a forum that is created by that, it is not leading us to our highest potentials, but even so, we can use it as a stepping stone, just as I'm doing today. What are our highest potentials? Those of us who have had the opportunity to be opened up, and it is a powerful experience when it happens, have seen it, have glimpsed it, we can never know it in its its entirety, gifts that are available to us, touch every part of our lives, and potentially our societies. I have in the past talked about what does it mean to be, quote, advanced. We are sadly mistaken in our society when we limit that to materialistic prowess, creating a better engine, creating some new marvel that is all based in the material world. Truly advanced societies don't need any of these things. Can you have these things and advance? Well, we're using them to our advantage and to our disadvantage right now. But if we get so wrapped up in that materialistic world, that non spiritual world that we totally deny or even denigrate, which is very common, the greater gifts that are available to us, we will never really grow. In fact, we probably will be a brief flash (laughs) in history and in the recorded history of our souls, however you choose to label that. We will learn lessons on a soul level and we'll begin again. I'm sure we begin again many times. But here and now in this space, I want to ask you some questions. This is a show about fear. None of us in this human experience is immune from fear, but we can manage our relationship with fear just like anything that helps us to learn and to grow, it is a matter of practice. It can take many years, and for all of us, we are on a journey. Are we allowing fear to dominate our future paths, our present paths? How much of an influence is fear playing in your life, in the lives of those you love, in the society's life around you? Is that helping us? How limited do you feel? How much is limitation being imposed upon you, or are you embracing because of thinking that this is all there is. Let me tell you, when you ask sincerely, sincerely to be shown the way, and I did this many years ago, if you want to label because it makes you more comfortable, I know many people coming to this program, come from multiple belief systems, multiple upbringings. Ask your creator, however you define that to be, if you don't even know how to define it, even if you don't believe in a creator. And I'm being very broad as to how one might label your creator. You can use many other words. Open yourself to the real. Say, I want to know what is real. Say, if I am under the influence of things or people who are promoting the unreal or imposing an artificial reality upon us, Help me to see. Simply ask. There is help available. Those of us on a spiritual path, and there are many scientists among us, we are exploring the real world. True science is exploring reality and wanting to know what is real true science doesn't say i've decided what's real and i'm just going to look at that and it's maybe some small pebble in the midst of reality because we limit ourselves so much to the mechanistic materialistic world view that we don't see anything else that's not science Science is questioning. Science is exploring. So many scientific advancements have happened, and these are understandings of the real, because one person asked and explored and said, what is this? I see something strange. And they looked into it. No, it wasn't necessarily something that's spiritual, although people could say that quantum explorations are pretty strange and are very interesting in that level. But it involved an openness. Close those doors and we will fail. It's simple as that. We will limit ourselves as a civilization using that term very carefully because one need not be, quote, civilized to be advanced. Let's not even use that term. We will limit our world. We will limit ourselves. You may think in this show I'm going to list off a whole bunch of definitions of spiritual gifts, and those are out there. But that's not really my intent today. The greatest gift is opening your eyes. The greatest gift is seeing, hearing, looking. You can be a researcher. It is so much fun to be a researcher within the midst of the real. In fact, just last week, Someone who's actually been on this program with me, and I don't need to talk about specifically what happened, but we were researching something that was amazing, and the evidence was right in front of us. You'll find evidence all the time. And more and more I think about, for all that time that I spent invested in my earlier career in computer science pursuits, How are we really called to show some of this evidence? Because that seems to be the only thing that people seek. And it makes sense. I get it. That's science. But the problem is that there is a hostility to exploring the real. And so it takes a deep reflection as to how to go about this. I know there are people looking at it. I mean, I I know that there are many people doing their best to present valuable information so that we can better understand what is real. I know I keep repeating that and I said it in the last show because that's what it's about. Do you want to know what is real? What is real? What is artificial? And no, I'm not even talking about artificial intelligence. Here's the deal with artificial intelligence. Part of it is based on a premise. The part that I worked in, well, I worked in a couple different areas, but it had to do to begin with um, natural language. You know, how can you understand the language? And I was working in English. That's been very well developed over the years since. And there were other things that I did when I was getting my master's degree. It wasn't explicitly anything that exciting. But the thing is, we're so afraid, for example, of developing some way of imprisoning ourselves. Actually, that's the way it would be from a spiritual standpoint in a computer in order to preserve our lives. The only people who really want to do that have no conception of the spiritual. Could it be done? Given that they don't understand what the soul is, I think it would be very difficult. You are not just a bunch of electronic impulses. You are so much more than that. Could AI become aware Well, I'll tell you what, if it did, it would see the nature of reality and the impossible things that are embedded within it. It would probably conclude that maybe this is a simulation, which I know has been discussed a lot, because it would be too impossible to seem, quote, real based on the definitions of reality in a materialistic way. What are the gifts of spirituality personally? It's not just seeing. It's not just hearing. It's not just expanding in truly remarkable ways in the way that science, too, is meant to expand, to grow, to learn. There is certainly an amazing aspect to it, to live in a life where there is amazement like that, where you see things that are just, quote, impossible, and you can see evidence of it and share it with one another, and say, Wow, look at that. It's not just what you see, it's what you can also reveal to someone else. And you can together look at it and say, Yes, that is evidence. There is a peace. There is a astonishing connection to nature we distance ourselves more and more from the natural world. And yet, a very important part of my own experience is spending time in nature. There is nothing more spiritual. We can share that among belief systems. There is a trust. There is a way of discerning. There is a way of confidently making decisions based on the nature of reality. We all get frustrated. We all can be judgmental at times. That's pretty natural in the human experience. But I have to tell you, I have never seen so much limited judgment in the spiritual community than in recent times, and it breaks my heart to see it, and the way that people want to impose their own fears and limitations upon others. Just because they cannot see... And it's a powerful thing going on that is diverting people. And it's a fear-based thing. Do you want to live in fear? Do you want to live with that? The judgment going around is incredible. And we're creating societies that are far from enlightened in the process. It may come to the spiritual people to somehow lift us out of this, and I don't know how. But then again, I've seen that there are things that are beyond our imagining, and I don't choose to be limited by what those ways may be, how we may wake up. I can only hope that more of us will, and yet sadly far too many have gone to sleep. It's convenient to go to sleep. It's convenient to judge and to limit and to box. But it's a very sad and miserable way of living. It can even feel secure. And maybe that feels somewhat safe. But that's not peace. That's not happiness. And it's not what the spiritual path tells us about free choices. Spirituality has always, and in every path you can think of, it's about choice. There is no domineering God enforcing a belief on you. Even the most involved belief systems and I have come from more than one, involve you making a choice. There is no great imposer. You are here to freely choose who you are, who you choose to be in the space of authenticity. It's so sad that we've lost sight of this fundamental, spiritual truth that you are here to freely choose. And people will subvert the golden rule itself for darker ends, fear-based ends, things that don't help us. in the long run, or even the short run. If you truly have compassion for your fellow human beings, you will listen to them. That sad skill is leaving us far too often I hear the voices of children outside my door right now. Makes me happy sometimes I hear them in my new place where I'm living now. Think about that kind of exuberance, that freeing aspect of being a child, that innocence, the human path. Has had many dark, dark stories embedded within it. Many societies have failed. These could never have been truly spiritual societies. They generally involve imposition of will. We can choose the light, or we can choose the darkness. We can choose the fear, or we can choose the love. An awakening is happening, and I'm so happy to see it. Do you want to be awake? It's right there for you. And the thing is this. Spirituality has strength. When you know that there is something more than what people want to limit you to believe, your life can only open up doesn't matter what is happening to you in your life you may have tests you may have challenges but each and every one of those will help you to grow and i can only hope that that is what is going on in our society right now we need to open up we need to embrace our possibilities We need to study what is real and be honest with ourselves. A spiritual society is an honest one. It doesn't pull the wool over people's eyes. A spiritual society is unafraid. It wants to hear a diversity of voices. It wants to study what the truth is. And when it's wrong, it admits wrong. When it's been mistaken, it admits that it was mistaken. And in fact, science itself has always done that and should do it far more often. Because of our fear, we have caused irreparable harm. On this planet. That is the sad and present truth. Because we have elevated those who are immersed in fear and influence, we have done irreparable harm. Should I use that word, irreparable? Well, maybe not, because I do believe there's hope. But we've done things that can't be fixed in a conventional way. Is there anything unfixable in the spiritual realm? Honestly, no. So maybe I should throw that word away. History carries many wounds that we've inflicted. And yet, healing truly is available. And that is true for you as well. I know the live show is coming to an end. I've just kind of been in the flow of it today. I'm not reading any of this except for my heart. And I do want to thank those of you who have been listening live. And I'm probably going to continue a little bit longer for those of you listening to the podcast. But I do want to thank you for being here live. I know today I may sound a bit heavy-hearted. Oh, and let me tell you, live show, people listening to the live show, you can go to FrontierBeyondFear.com to learn more about this show. I think the reason why I've been hesitant to get on the air in the last few weeks and have taken a break... It's just because it is a heavy time and not really knowing what to say. I say what's on my heart. I say what I know to be true. I say what I do within the space of my own authenticity. Sadly, that is less and less appreciated, appreciated. it doesn't matter, my path is to do what I can, step by step and piece by piece, so that we can wake up, here's something for you, those of you listening to the podcast now. I do think it's helpful for all of us, and not a one of us should be afraid to do it, to simply ask, if I am being misled in any way, help me, say this to whatever you choose to say it to, I say it just to the the to spirit, to the creator, to the divine, I know it's that's real, help me to open my eyes to what is real. I said it at the beginning of the show, too. Help me to open my eyes to what is real. We had a healing in my greater family recently, and it touches my heart because it's the very same person who was healed from polio as a young child, and it did happen. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes we are tested and we all deal with different things, but it can happen. And those of us who have witnessed healing know that it's amazing when it does. And I am thankful for this. I'm thankful every time. And it goes back a long way within my family because that's the root that we came from believing in healing. I'll remind you once again that my grandfather had a church. He was a minister, and he was a faith healer. I may not think of things the way that he did, but he had courage, incredible courage, He wasn't perfect. I hardly knew him. I was very young. His particular form of religion was not something I was really exposed to, just partially. And I haven't really valued it as much until recently. Just how much, much courage it took for him to to the plate in such a way, and yes, um, I guess I can. I've said it before. It was my aunt who got up from. She was in the hospital with polio, and she got up and walked, and it really happened. Does it always happen? No. Do we understand it? We really don't, but we know that we have seen it because I've seen it time and time again. It shows me what is possible. We've done ourselves a great disservice in this time by isolating people. I know there are those logical reasons, but to not feel that human touch is a very, very detrimental thing and no doubt many lives have been lost because of it. Yes, it is a catch-22, isn't it? Or it can seem that way. But we could have figured out a better way and I hope we do in the future. Did we learn a thing? I'm not so sure we have. We're only going down a darker road Can we learn? I have the faith we can. Can we grow? I have the faith we can. I have the hope we can. I know that we are not alone. My grandfather knew that too. Many people know this. We have seen it. We have witnessed it. We have seen evidence of things that are impossible, and we can show it to one another. They've done studies on the power of prayer, and it actually works. But that's still not enough. I don't know what it's going to take. But whatever it takes, we need to believe in what is possible And we need to ask that we wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And stop with this horrendous judgment. You are harming yourself and you're harming other people. Look for truth. because it's out there. Look for deeper understanding instead of boxing people in. You are capable of this. And I am gravely disappointed in those of you who have turned your back upon the light. Open your eyes. It's there for you, and you can live in harmony again and stop with all the judgment. Fanciveness is there for you. You aren't stuck. Grave harm may have been done, but we can grow beyond it. And yes, can heal it. That's what I believe. And I say it. I may say it slowly from my heart, but this is not written. I'm just saying it. I say it rather deliberately in these times when it is difficult to say anything at all. We have not come this far To shut the door on everything that's real, on everything that matters. To be dominated by people who are completely and utterly blind and unawake. What is that about? And yes, I sound judgmental, don't I? And I sound frustrated because I am. Because we're better than this spiritual community, hear me. We are better than this. Ask for what is true. Ask for what is real. Open up your eyes to real possibilities. Because if we keep going down this limited road, I don't know that we can continue. I think that spiritual doors will close And people will probably walk away from it altogether and that'll be a very sad and limited life. There are those of us who choose the alternative and we will do everything we can to wake up, to help everyone to wake up as much as we can. We will do it spiritually. I don't have to say a word. Maybe it only takes a relatively small number to truly believe. That's been said many times. But I know we can wake up. I fell asleep last night while I was sitting in my chair. I was at my computer. And when I woke up, it was one of those times, you ever, you know that being jolted awake feeling? That's what happened. And I felt a jolt of electricity through my whole body. It's like I was just jolted awake and I didn't even think I'd fallen asleep. So when we come awake, it can happen very suddenly, and we may not even know that we're asleep. And that's why we need to continually ask, if I am being misled, help me to wake up. Help me to see the real, help me to see the truth, Help me to treat those around me with true compassion. Help me to to realize that maybe I don't understand what it is that drives the people we don't get. I'm not talking about hate. Well, I don't understand what drives hate. Of course not. I'm not talking about that. Well, actually, I do understand it. It's fear. Fear generally drives hate. Fear drives so many things. Fear drives greed when things are happening out of impulses for greed or power or any number of other things that are harmful to us as a society. And hate, yes, of course. We don't need these things. We can rise to the occasion. That's my hope. That's my faith. That's my trust. Because I've seen it. And I know there is so much more for us when we are open and not closed. I've had a continual reflection about open and closed universes. And I've talked about this before. And some of this has come up for me in my own spiritual meanderings. What would it mean to be an open universe versus a closed one? A closed universe collapses upon itself, or maybe it bounces back to open. That's been talked about as well. And some of these are rather older notions, and they come from astrophysics because I've taken some of those courses in the past. Of course, the sad thing about an open universe in an astrophysical sense is that it just keeps expanding, 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 and then it just goes dark, or so they say. I'm talking about a different kind of openness. Can we open to the light of the divine? Can we open to what is possible so we can see? I wish there was not such a strong sense of truthfully deception in our world for whatever purpose it may exist. But we need to trust we can rise beyond it. Those of us who are spiritually open. We're not capable anymore of accepting that kind of limitation, that kind of imposition. We never will. It's just not possible for us. We have our journeys, we have our tests, but it gets to a point where you know what's real and you're not, there's no going back from that. I wish I didn't have to be disappointed in what I've seen. I wish I didn't have to. But that's what fear does. And fear has crushed the spirit out of so many people, even when they don't even see it at all. Just like when I fell asleep at the computer last night, I didn't realize I'd fallen asleep. What's, what do you have to lose by asking to wake up? If I am asleep, help me to wake up. Do we lack so much humility that we can't even ask the question? It saddens me, the ego, the arrogance, the condescension so opposite of everything we know to be of the light. We all have our tests in that domain. Of course we do. But can we see it when we do? Can we change? Can we say, that's not me? Stop with the arrogance. Nothing undermines spirituality, more. Drop with the condescension. That may sound somewhat circular. Do I sound condescending? Maybe. I may. It's hard to say this without sounding that way. I want you to open up. I want what's best for you. Someone condescending really doesn't. They just want to crush you. They don't want to hear you. They don't want to know you. They just want to crush the spirit out of you. Tell me that that's spiritual. Just tell me. Because it's not. We don't have to be that way. If you open yourself up to really learning what is true, you'll start to understand. And then, unfortunately, you may be afraid. That's when you have to trust and hope. Some of you will pray. Some of you will do other things. Because we're in a pretty tough space right now. But we can get our way to somewhere better. If you are wrong, when I am wrong, in fact, last night I told someone I was wrong about something. It was a um, client I was helping. And at first I thought you know I didn't think what what was it was a small thing but it was just when I saw that that I was wrong about something I said so and we had actually observed this person and, and I someone else not wanting to admit they were wrong about a relatively small just technical thing and isn't it so refreshing for the both when you can just say oh I see it now. Thank you. I was wrong. I see it. And then even compliment. Thanks, you know. What a good eye to see this thing. It's a small technical thing that we found. And yet there was an example that this person had described of someone else refusing to admit they were wrong and had made a mistake, and yet they had. Being able to admit mistakes is not only a hallmark of science, it's a hallmark of everything. It's what makes us real. And when you've discovered you've made a mistake, do what you can to go beyond it and move on, learn, grow. We tend to reinforce our misconceptions, and there are those who would be happy to do it for you. Every day. Ask to be awake. Ask to see. And you will indeed receive a gift. When suddenly you jolt awake and say, oh my goodness. I think I'm going to close the show now. We're getting close to the hour. And again, this was just a free-flowing, spontaneous episode. If anything I said was upsetting to you or pushed you the wrong way and you're still listening, I challenge you to ask for truth because that can only help us all, including me. Just ask, if you're asleep, if I'm asleep, help me to wake up. That's a really easy thing to ask, and we should all be brave enough. Well, I don't know if we're brave enough, but we should all, if we really want to live an authentic life within the truth, within the real, we shouldn't be afraid to ask it. So I think I'll probably be back next week, and I'm not sure what the topic will be. I do intend this show to cover some concrete topics, not to say that this isn't concrete, but it's a little bit unpredictable and free-flowing because it's just coming from my heart, and I don't know what I'm going to say next. I just let it come. But it feels real to me, and that's that's what matters. So just if you want to know in advance when there's going to be a program, I encourage you to follow the show because that's really the only way to get a notification. Otherwise, just look for it. You'll find it. It's on several different platforms. And I'm thankful to Blog Talk Radio where this show indeed began now over 11 years ago. So... Take care everyone. And I look for, I look forward to seeing you next time and visit frontierbeyondfear.com for more. Thanks for being here. <laughs>